Hello, and welcome back to Maybe Swearing Will Help. I'm your host, Katerina. Today on the pod, I've got my good old friend, Q. Uh, he and I worked at Red Lobster together for years and years, and we just kind of revisit our time there, share the pros and cons of working in a restaurant, and share some funny stories, just ridiculousness that happens when you work in a restaurant. Um, so please enjoy, and if you like this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories. Here we go. Okay, well, hello, Q. Hello. You know what's funny is, okay, I always called you Q, and then I always called you Koeno as, like, (laughs) a name, and I actually, to this day, still don't know how to pronounce your name. It's okay. It's Keanu. So, like, how people think, yeah, people always think, like, oh, like, Keanu Reeves, but it's like, no, here's Keanu, I'm Keanu. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we worked together. How long did you actually work? I was there for six years. So then I think I beat you by one year. I started in 2010, July 2010, and then I left in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And we just like crossed paths over there. Pretty um, much, yeah. But yeah, we worked at what we like to call the Crab Shack <laughs> as a nickname. I'm sure everyone can figure out is Red Lobster. Yep. <laughs> but I feel like anyone who has ever worked at a restaurant can understand our stories. And really- Especially anyone who's ever seen the movie Waiting. That is like the exact epitome of what it is. And if you're not in the restaurant industry and have seen that movie, work in the service industry and then watch that movie. It makes way more sense. Yeah, I actually didn't like that movie. There's two <laughs> dick jokes and I'm just like... This is for boys. Like, I don't think it's funny, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, so I wanted to kind of start off on, like, a positive note and talk about all the pros about working in a restaurant because there definitely are a lot of pros. Um, And I think you and I are a good example of, like, you meet the best people in the world and you become such a family. Like, you spend so much time together and go through so much crap with one another that it just gives you such a special bond That's, like, without question, the amount of people, like, including you. I've met, like, one of my best friends, Quinn. Like, it's it's insane of, like, how many people that you just come across paths with, people who you might not even know, Um, meeting Jehovah's Witness. I never thought I ever would have really met one, right? But, I mean, here we are. And, you know, still good to just go in and meet with these people and talk to them and hear about their stories on, like, a slow day. It's super close it's it's like a it is like a family in a way for being there for so long too even if you're even there for a short little bit you know it's uh hey how you doing yeah how's your day how's your kids it's good time it's a really good time yeah i think like i've worked in like multiple offices and like just random other jobs and i feel like in a restaurant you're given more opportunity to like actually get to know people like in the office it's very just like here's your paperwork. Have a nice day. Like there's no, you don't really like talk or bond. We're in the restaurant. We were like spanking each other on the butt, making fun of each other. you know, like we were just so close. And like, I feel like you knew about every guy I was dating or like if my period was, you know, painful that week or not. Like I, we were just so open with each other, like maybe too much, but you were, you guys were like literally my people, you know? It's, it's, you know, because, like, again, like you said, we knew so much about each other that, like, it was just weird to, like, know these certain things. Like, if, yeah. hey, 
why is Cat being really grumpy today? Oh, never mind. I know why. But it's but at least it was like open like that, and we never took anything personally in that kind of sense. Because like if there was a problem, we would talk about it and then get over it. You know, there may have been some cattiness stuff in the background, but at the end of the day, though, it really like some things either got resolved or it didn't, but it didn't really mess it up that much right. throughout uh, working there. Right. If I showed up for my shift and you were like, yo, cat, what's up? And I was like, shut up. I'm in no mood. I'm Talk to me later. You'd be like, okay, that's oh, yeah. fine. For a few hours. And then when I got over it, you'd be like, so like start, you know, warming up to me again. And we would just laugh about it. And then I'd just be like, okay, I'm fine. Sorry for that's- being a bitch. You know? It always worked out at the end of the day, too. You know, go up and be like, yo, bitch, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Especially you and I. We called each other, like, such mean names. We were always calling each other bitch. And I'm pretty sure everyone thought we, like, low-key hated each other. But that's just, like, our humor. It was, it was yeah, no, it was like a love-hate relationship when clearly it was all love from the start. But, I mean, that's all what it really is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. I know. And then the other thing was, like, the work ethic like especially at our location when we were there when we were younger the bomber stadium was still across the street at that time so we would have it would be like a saturday night there'd be a bomber game and a jets game downtown (laughs) and it would be like all you can eat shrimp or something and like you had to move your ass like there was no time to sit around and twiddle your thumbs And then I felt like when I, so I was working at a physiotherapist's office too at the same time. And there is like much slower pace, right? So I would like wash the towels again and like Lysol (laughs) again and just try and find work. And they sat me down one time and was like, you know, you look bored a lot of the time. And like, we know you're used to working in a restaurant. That's like a lower key environment, but here you have to look busy. And I was like, actually, it's quite the opposite. Like I'm used to working like an insane amount of things to get done and here yeah. I'm bored. So I don't know what to do. That's exactly what it is. Cause like, again, for anyone who's listening, the restaurant industry is absolutely insane. And especially at Red Lobster, it's the busiest one. I don't know if it's still holds the title, but it was the busiest restaurant in all of Canada at that time when we were working for sure. And the shrimp was, is an absolute nightmare. And now people might think like, Oh, it can't be that bad. I get to eat all the shrimp I want for a consumer. It's right. phenomenal. As a worker, it's hell on earth, but you get through it day by day. It, it didn't matter what it was. Even if you're in like good shape, you're moving around, you're running around, you're sweating by the end of it. And you may have lost like five pounds in this span of like four hours. <laughs> yeah. And you just feel like you really earned your paycheck at the end of the day. You yeah. <laughs> yep. And I've taken that. I've taken, I feel like I've taken those skills and that like sense of urgency to like get shit done with me. And now at my job now, I feel like I'm like one of the most efficient people there because I'm just like, okay, completed that task, completed that task. I got all of those emails sent, like blah, blah, blah. And it's only lunch. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I definitely feel like I, like, I think I gained the same skills, like from in that kind of environment because it's always, you know, look good, do something, always do something, never just stand around and do nothing. So I always took those qualities with me in life and always tried to, like, put that in everyday use. So any job, pretty much where I'm at, I'm always just, Hey, all right, nope, this is done. I'm going to make sure I'm going to clean this up and sweep this up here. It's Everything is getting done as it should. And then I, if I have time to do nothing, then sure, I'll do nothing. But. Oh, we were also really good at doing nothing. And we were <laughs> like, 
hide and gossip and walk around and pretend like we were working when we didn't want to. But I mean, <laughs> mostly we got our shit done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most most people would also know me too as the guy who's always angry. But I mean, I to an extent, <laughs> I'm not always I'm not always like that. I'm, I'm sure some people now are like, no, Shoki's like that. No, that that's not true. I'm more of a mellow guy. When I left, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and that was fine. Everything was good. Cause like, I just didn't have to deal with that nonsense. And it wasn't so much of like, it wasn't so much the people who worked there. It was the clientele. Some of the clientele was just kind of a nightmare to deal with, but I can get into more of that later. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that. You know what else I just really appreciated from working in a restaurant was like, like, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, I guess social skills or like life skills. Like when I was a server and I would go up to my table and, you know, they waited an hour in the lobby to get this table and they're making such a big deal about they're out for a family dinner. And then <laughs> the mom and dad are each on their iPad and the kids are on their iPhones and no one's looking at each other. No one's even looking up at me when I'm like, yeah. hello, does anybody need anything? <laughs> I'm here. And everyone, like no one's communicating. And then you think like, well, I'm surely not going to make that mistake when I'm out with my friends and family, you know, like I want to be present Absolutely. and just like being polite and manners. Like, I don't know. I learned all that stuff. And it goes, it goes a long way too. When you think about it, it's just like, it's not really that hard to be like a decent human to be like, Hey, you know, look, I'm here. You're here. You're working. So it's your job to come talk to me. So I'm going to stop what I'm doing and just look at you like say, no, like, um, you know, uh, water would be nice, or I'll take a chicken tartare, whatever the hell that is. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> you don't even know the venue anymore? <laughs> I don't. I honestly, once they took off pork chops, it was, everything's just like, like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's actually why I applied at Red Lobster, because I never <laughs> ate seafood. I never liked seafood. And the restaurant I worked out before that was a Greek restaurant. And okay. I felt I ate there all the time because it was <laughs> delicious, right? I was always ordering things. And I was like, I'm spending all my money where I make my money. Like, this makes no yeah. sense. Yep. I was like, okay, I have restaurant experience. Like, where will I not want to eat the food? Red Lobster. And they are. <laughs> so I was like, okay. That's that's actually like the smart idea. Because like, for me, I guess I should just work at a place where they only serve quinoa. And then that would make more sense. <laughs> I would just not spend the money there whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then now we can get into some of the cons. Because those are a bit more like juicy stories. But what one of the one things like whether you whether that's like your full-time job or if you're like part-time like we were when we were in school and stuff like the inconsistency not only with like shifts and hours but like with tips it's actually really hard to if you're actually trying to save for something or you actually have bills to pay you're not just living in your mom's basement you know oh like God. That, that was that was so hard especially because like i i started off as a buzzer so that was fine for a good little bit and then i moved up to being a host I was fine with being a host until I realized dealing with people is the most draining thing in in all of human existence. Uh, it's yeah. it, like you can you can get some nice people coming in being like, oh, you know, I'm fine with sitting here. I can do this. I can do that. No problem. You get those people, especially on a Saturday night at six o'clock. Again, like I said earlier, it was the business red lobster in all of Canada. It was the only red lobster in all of Winnipeg. And people love a deal. So especially during endless shrimp, it was hectic. You would get people that saying, well, I came all the way from Vancouver. We don't have a red lobster out there. 
understand this, sir. You have the coast by you, so you can get actual seafood, and it'll be, it'll be significantly better and easier for you to obtain. It's not my fault that the wait time is an hour and a half for just two people. It's people like you who are staying here and waiting this long. You can leave. AW is right next door. I felt like we said to each other, we're not holding a gun to your head like a thousand <laughs> times because people would just come and scream at us and we'd be yes. like, but then go home, go to yeah. AW. It's across the street. If you're that hungry, like this is not my problem. That's what I'm saying. And, and again, I understand if you want to celebrate something and stuff like that, it's, it's totally nice to go out and just have a nice time with family yeah. and friends. But even if, there is some sort of underlying condition and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, it's my grandma's 70th birthday. She can't wait too long. I feel for you, and that sucks. But I can't, like, I can't, like, accept a bribe. I can't just bring you in or go into the go into the restaurant and scream, like, everybody get out. It's Ida's 70th birthday. Yeah. We got to see, see these people. Yeah. It's just, we're here for, we got to do a job. We got to do it right. So we can't just treat everyone or just treat this one people with, this utmost respect and like and treat everyone else like garbage that's that's not how it is so and with that so like with endless shrimp obviously that's like our busiest time it's about like two and a half three months i guess so you can get a lot of hours however because everyone's dinner is only twenty dollars you're working like five times as much to run out all this shrimp plus everyone then is thirsty so they want unlimited coke and they want unlimited biscuits and all this shit and then they leave you like a dollar or two as a tip right so you're making a fraction of the money you usually would it's awful it was absolute murder and it even matters where you worked or like what position you were if there was refills like they were backing up the kitchen it didn't matter like so hey q you're a host well you're taking these refills to this table Uh, okay i guess but like that's not my job but if you're here to help you're here to help you're getting paid may as well just do it anyway as much as you don't want to but Right. It was just, it, and especially the staff too. Like it was, there were so many, there was more people on than anything else. Cause you remember like on a regular, like when it, whatever crab fest was, it was like 14 servers working, but then come end the shrimp time, there was like 20, 20 servers working, like four bussers on, four hosts. It was just absolutely mayhem. You saw so many people just like, Oh, you're here today. Like, well, no, never mind. It's endless shrimp. That makes sense. Yeah. And then that promotion ends and it usually goes to like a better one, but then like the demand isn't as high. So then you're scrambling for shifts and everyone's posting on our Facebook, (laughs) like I can work Thursday. I can work Friday. And if you get a shift, it's like, you have to be the first one to text that person. Right. And if you use it, then you're SOL. And like, that was really stressful too, because we all wanted to work, you know? Oh, for sure. And it, it, it made it even worse later on. When the managers are saying, like, well, I don't want this person to work uh, this shift, so you can't accept this one, or you can't give away this shift, like, I want you to work. I get their reasonings for it, but at the same time, if I can't work and someone's willing to take the shift, just right. give them the shift? Yeah, it's like, Someone's not- still going to be here regardless. Right. You need a body in the room. There's your body. Like, exactly. Just take it. Yeah. But you're right. The The disrespect that we got from the customers and also you have to juggle your own personality to cater to how everybody wants. So like I go to my first table, they, they want me to be interactive. They want me to be like, hello, welcome to Red Lobster. (laughs) Do the tap dance, you know? And then the very next table is like 
fuck off, bitch. Don't talk to me. Lemon, like go die, you know? And they're like, cool. So then you're like trying to cater to them, but also to the other people that want you to be happy. And then the third table is just like, a table of eight and they're not paying attention to you and it's all chaos. And it's honestly yep. very socially exhausting. And I don't know that I could still do that anymore because it took it out of me. I know for sure I couldn't do it because like when some people are like, oh, well, why don't you just move it to be a server? I just, I have little patience to begin with for like stupid things. So I know for sure I would not be a good server at all. I could easily fake it no problem by being a host because like I don't have to interact with them that much. But for sure, if I had to have like four tables and a party of like 20 split with someone else, I would lose my mind. You've actually probably seen my firing on the spot, <laughs> on the floor, like no fucking problem. That's so funny. Um, And you know what, like, I don't think you can relate to this, but I always felt when I had a table that had like, um, maybe it was like businessmen or like, you know, just that like white middle old, middle aged man who was just yeah. that guy, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's because I was just a girl or I was blonde or young or a triple threat, but like, I felt like they would always call me servant. They would always be like, it's okay, sweetheart. You're doing your best. If like, I didn't freaking cook your steak, man. Like, I don't know. This isn't my problem. You know, like I just felt like they always talked down to me and made me feel so worthless. And that was a really huge, like hard pill to swallow because you want to stand up for yourself yep. and, you know, kind of like talk back and be defensive, but yep. you're also working for tips and they'll fire you if you do that. So you're yep. <laughs> being a rock in a hard place and it's really hard to like bite your tongue. Well, I can, I can get into a quick story with that one. There's, this one's like probably the experience I talked to with most, um, with anyone else. And, and Quinn was there too. If you were to talk to him, he'd tell you the same thing. So it was, uh, I think it was a Saturday. It was a busy day. It wasn't endless shrimp, but, um, wait time was like maybe 45 minutes, maybe to an hour just for two people. So lobby was full. A couple comes in and I tell him, yep, wait's about 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. No problem. They sit down. To, if you remember where the host gang was, to the left, they had that little bench, and then um, people were coming in. Another couple like comes in, another one comes in, third couple comes in now. Um, two African-American people. Uh, I'd say black, I'm black anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, two black guys come in, and they say, oh, how long's the wait? By that time, I was accidentally misquoting. We we're actually bringing in people faster because people were leaving. So they say, oh, yeah, it's going to be maybe about like 20, 25 minutes. And then they give, I give them the page and they say, oh, can I wait like outside or in the bar? I say, no problem. You can do that. Um, so then the original couple came, uh, that came in came up to me and said, hey, so I noticed you told us about like 45 minutes to an hour, but you told those guys about like 20, 25 minutes. Are they, are they friends of yours? Did they, did they slip you a $50 bill or something? So in my head, I'm like wanting to explode and scream at this person. Um, so I'm holding the, the computer where we take down the names. I'm like squeezing it. If you were to like look at that computer and see like, oh, there's like fingerprints like really smudged into this and smudged this thing. Like, yeah, I was squeezing that thing that hard. So um, I tried to keep my cool because I understood like, hey, you, you can't really lose this job right now. You have nothing else panned up whatsoever. Um, so I said, like, no, I, the wait had time happens to be a little faster. Um, I just quoted them a little less because you guys will be in very soon. And the guy goes, well, no, sure. I, you know what? I would like you to speak to your manager. All right. No problem. Walk away and start like cussing in my head. I go to Chris. Thankfully, um, there was a t time where he wasn't 
um, not on my good side, or I wasn't on his good side. <laughs> and I tell him like, hey, this is the situation that's happening. Um, this is why I quoted them. So he comes up and says like, okay, so where are these people here? Uh, they're here. And where are the people that you quoted 20, 25 minutes? Oh, down here. Looks. Yeah, no, um, our hosts are doing their jobs correctly and um, that you guys will be in very shortly. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, for sure. No problem, no problem. They sit back down. Two minutes later, they get up and get back the pager and they say, uh, actually, you know what? We're going to eat somewhere else, but, but but no hard feelings, all right? If you meant no hard feelings, then you would not try to racially profile me saying that I'm bringing in these black people before you due to the fact that it's of the color of our skin. Like, fuck off and go choke. Right, right. But you know what? It's almost like they wouldn't always stand up for us, our managers, I felt yeah. like, because you Sometimes, always, yeah. like the customer's always right, right? And like um, when I worked at a different restaurant, um, a table complained about me because I brought out the dessert menu too soon and yeah, they got up and made the whole fuss and my manager came and like walked me to the table and I had to apologize with him standing there watching me and we gave them like free wine. Oh I'm like, God. what the hell? They finished their dinner. I took away their plates. I brought the dessert menu. Like exactly. that is, but people just complain to get free stuff. That's know? literally what it is. You, we, I mean, how many times have we seen that at Red Lobster or like, yeah. oh, I didn't like this tilapia at all. Oh, well, so sorry about that. If you come back next time, well, here's a $25 gift card. We're just awarding them for their shit behavior. Yeah. And it- <laughs> no, but it's, it's unfair because like, well, you're complaining about your tilapia, but you ate the whole thing. So right. I'm confused. You seem to enjoy it. Exactly. Like, oh, it didn't taste, uh, it was undercooked. It, you consume the whole thing. Like you can't get that back. You understand that, right? <laughs> So yeah, so it was it was nice that we had each other and we could go like make fun of people in the kitchen behind their backs and kind of like vent it out, you know, yeah, and then we yeah. would like go for drinks after work a lot of the time just to kind of like cool off before we went home. And I think without that, like had we not been such a close unit and kind of all on the same page and could relate to one another, like I would have had a really hard time because it was very stressful and exhausting. Oh, it's just, it's again, like some days it's hell on earth, but some days when you just have those right people that are working with you, it's absolutely heaven. You get to just like, just cool down and talk to these people and, and and you get to learn to appreciate anyone else in any sort of other service industry, you know, like retail or other restaurants. And, and you pick up on some things too, when you go to other restaurants and you see like, oh, like, there wasn't a host here at the front, like to greet us, like right away. Like right. if if we're if this was Red Lobster, like you know, our managers would just blow their lids, like why aren't you at the front right now? Like okay, chill, I'm going. But you know, like but then you see these things, of like okay, no, this makes sense because like I should go into a restaurant and have someone greet me right away. I get to the table, and then the service should be at the table within like two minutes. You know, I shouldn't be waiting five minutes. Like, well, where the hell is this guy? I just want some water. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the, like, I, I don't, and I say this every time with Ashley too. Um, I don't, I, I know Red Lobster is not like a five-star dining place, but right. like the tips and tricks that like they gave, I understand now like, well, no, this is what service should be. Like right. things should be done like in an orderly time, but not rushing you. And everything should be done in an orderly fashion. So I always compare all other restaurants to anything else. Now I haven't been to five two nine Wellington, but you know it's but it's a matter of like oh like I'm at Olive Garden right now and they're taking a little longer than they should be when I see like well you know this could probably pick up a little faster here but that, yeah. that that's just me. No, I totally agree. Like Red Lobster is kind of like 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like low, like trashy. I don't know. Is that the <laughs> like, I don't know, but we, we were like fairly professional and they like yeah. trained us well and we were well disciplined. And I remember when I went to the keg, people were allowed to wear like black pants and then just like kind of like ballet flats with bare yeah. feet. And I was like, oh my God, if we ever tried to pull that off, like you needed black socks, they would check to make yep. sure they weren't brown or oh my feet. God, that was the worst. If they were, they would send you to Sears to buy yep. black socks and come back. Yeah. Crazy. That was absolutely nuts. Or especially, yeah, too, like if your shirt was not the proper color, like if it wasn't, like depending on what era it was, but if it wasn't white enough or it wasn't black enough, then I mean, yeah, you would send you across the street to go get some. Like, yep. I, get, I get what you're doing here, but like, don't don't do this, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's share some funny stories. Okay. Um, one of the funniest things that ever happened, like I don't know if our music was attached to like some sort of like corporate radio or something. <laughs> I know what store you're doing here. <laughs> it was broken for a month, maybe longer, and so these songs, these same songs were on a 20 minute loop. So if you're working like a five or six hour shift, you're hearing just the same five or six songs one of them being yellow submarine and it was like a long extended version so every 20 minutes you're hearing fucking yellow submarine and we were going to blow our brains out like if we heard that song one more time oh. and like the customers had no idea so like they didn't care but for yeah. us oh my god that was like the worst month working there over time so like i i remember that j2 and that was a buzzer so it was i think it was me and quinn too on that on that night so then um it happened like twice so like yeah i played twice so we're just like okay that's weird whatever but i'm sure it's like a glitch in the system and then like come to like hour three i'm cleaning a table and son of a fucking bitch yeah. what's happening here right now <laughs> I, I, one table came up and it's like are you guys purposely playing Yellow Submarine like on purpose on repeat? Like, no, we cannot control this. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was just nightmare, nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, that was. I, 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 I fell asleep and then woke up and like, oh, oh no, I, there, there's no point. There's no point to this. And don't get me wrong, I love the Beatles, but that was just no. Oh my god, absolutely no, not. not that song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of my goofy stories are mainly Quinn stories because like he had significantly better funny stories than I did. Like he just got, went through the ringer for anything. He's a funny <laughs> he's, guy. He's absolutely the funniest. That's what that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so then he went I remember this one time he answered the phone. <laughs> Red Lobster Global Park. It's Quinn speaking. How can I help you? Yeah, I'm I'm on my way to Red Lobster right now. Um, how close are you guys to um to, to Greendale? I'm I'm sorry? Yeah uh, Greendale uh, Greendale, South Carolina. But what? We're, we're, we're by Polo Park. Polo Park? What state are you guys in? C Canada. <laughs> so we were trying to figure out how this guy would get this number for Winnipeg, Manitoba, when this guy's clearly way down south, made no sense at all, had me rolling on the floor crying. Like just how goofy these stories are. That's the, so the, the amount of just weird things that would just happen. It was just it, unexplainable. Sometimes, you know, you get some, <laughs> had a guest come in once, go up to the lobster tank. She put her hand in the lobster tank and like lifted out the lobster, looked at it, put it back and then left the building. 
that day. So and we also it wasn't like a busy day either. It was like maybe like two people were like waiting waiting in the lobby part. <laughs> so yeah, it just comes like, oh hi, how can I help you? Says nothing. Walks to the tank and just does that and walks out. Silence. Bewilderment is upon all of our faces. Like, what just happened? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that is so sense. funny. Do you remember? When these teenage boys came in and set the garbage cans on fire in the bathroom? Yes. Okay. So for anyone who lives in Winnipeg remembers the story when there was um, the fire at the old bomber stadium because they set the garbage things on fire. That was that same night. So yeah, they, I think they went there first or they came here first? first. Yeah, Yeah. they went there first and they came here and out of nowhere, it was, um, I I wasn't there for that night, but I remember hearing, hearing about the story and then, um, yeah, someone went to the bathroom and said, like, yeah, this sounds like something's, like, burning in there. Like, what yeah. the hell? Like, so yeah. it was smoke. We could all smell it. We could all see it. The fire alarms went on. We yeah. were, we had to evacuate the building because the fire trucks were coming. Yeah. And people would not stop eating and get out of their chairs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. do you hear this? Do you see like, this? They're like, well, we paid for our shrimp. I'm exactly. like, yeah. there's yeah. a fire, people. Exactly. Like, eat the red lobster. <laughs> yep. It's like, how... how- and I, I, again, I get it. You've waited for so long and you're sitting down and you're getting your deal of eating all the shrimp you can eat. You are probably going to die if you stay in this building any further. So maybe shrimp is not worth the price of your life here. Yeah. And then um, I remember one time. Okay. So people, I don't know if people know this, but so when you have all you can eat shrimp and all you can eat biscuits and all you can <laughs> drink, oh, diet Coke because you're watching your waistline. Um, your cholesterol tends to shoot through the roof and people would have a seizure in our dining room quite frequently, like what felt like once a week. And we were (laughs) always calling the ambulance for people like just like eating themselves to death is what it seemed like. We we basically just had like a, like an ambulance, like on standby at some point. So that's what it felt like. (laughs) Yeah. And I was serving a table of six. It was like a mom, a dad, three kids and grandma Mm. and grandma just like, Thunk, put her oh face god. into her food, just like collapsed pretty much out of oh nowhere. Oh my god. And everyone just kept eating. And I was like, hey, <laughs> like, should we check on Grams here? Like, is she is she okay? <laughs> and everyone just kept eating and was just like, eh. I'm like, guys, like, is grandma alive? Can we please check on her? But like, it's not my place. Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> like, like, why does that sound like an always sunny Philadelphia episode? You know, just like, yeah. what, 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 what's happening right now? Like, <laughs> am I in the Twilight Zone? Like, no one's caring for this woman here who is clearly, oh my God. And what made it even worse too, especially when I was past my buster days, I was still a host. So then y- you'd hear like, hey, yeah, Q, someone threw up in the men's washroom, like, <sighs> all right, fine. I'll go clean it up. So, like, because boys would come in like a group of them yep. and they have eating competitions and they would eat like 200 shrimp, go throw up, and then come have more. Exactly. It's disgusting. It's, it's and I, again, I get it. It's 20 bucks for all you can eat, but why not just you can do the same prospect with like go to like a Chinese food place, all you can eat, just do that. It just, again, like, it just, thank God my stomach isn't that weak. I'm not that squeamish. Cause like, there was another instance where that happened too, where it was, uh, it was later on in the evening. And, um, I remember hearing this table kind of like, Oh, Hey, are you all right? And then the dude pukes on the table, like yeah. on his lap and on the seat. 
So I'm like, well, I mean, I'm the only host that's here right now, so I may as well just clean it up. There's no busters to be seen. So yeah, I'm cleaning up, and then the guy who puked, you know, he cleans himself up. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, like, I mean, it's my job. I'm here to do it. Like, I have no ill will towards you. Maybe don't eat so fucking much. <laughs> so I clean up, and then the guy's like, he's trying to give me money. Like, here's $20. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, no, like, I can't accept it. It's not really, like, my place to take it. Because as a host, you don't get any tips. You don't get any, like, extra yeah. money for that kind of stuff. So, like, obviously in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll take your $20 and maybe add, like, 60 more bucks on top of that, too, for cleaning up your puke. But, you know, being good guy, Q, like, no, nope, uh, it's it's fine. It's all right. It's like, no, I insist. No, nope, it's please. I please. No. <laughs> okay. Last one I want to share. Um, I was serving two tables that were next to each other. And one of them was just like two female, like older ladies. And then there was like a family that had kids and the kids ordered root beer. And at the time our root beer came in like glass bottles, right? It wasn't like a fountain. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cup. So I bring them their root beer and whatever. I'm just working, serving, normal day. Then I guess my other table with the old ladies, one of them went up to the front uh, where one of the managers was and like a full lobby, might I add. And she's yelling my name saying, Katerina, she's serving alcohol to children. Oh she just my gave God. Beer. This woman needs to be fired immediately. So of course, it comes like, running back there to see what's going on he's the two root beer bottles and she has to explain to this woman like that's that's soda pop that's root beer like it's just in a glass bottle like that's not beer and he was all embarrassed and then just like left and didn't tip me and i'm like well your stupidity isn't my fault like i'm I'm giving a seven-year-old a bud light like (laughs) (laughs) i think i know the difference it's like, hey, Kyle, I know you're only seven, but you know what? It's time for your first beer, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Welcome to Red Lobster. This is the here. I'm going crazy this time. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh. It was it was bittersweet leaving. Like, again, I, yeah. I'm super proud of the way I quit. I was pissed off and <laughs> just angry about how we were treated, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And... I just had like that one nail in the coffin and I just emailed and I was like, I'm not coming in tomorrow. I'm done. (laughs) And I feel bad about it, but I'm, I always look very fondly over my time there. Like that's how I paid for my car. That's how I paid for like my university, you know, and we had so much fun and I met the best people and still like you, Emily, Emmanuel, like literally my, my, my favorite people on this earth, you know? I, I, there's so many people to like just name of like, I just, I love and miss them all. But like, again, like, what, it, but it did feel good. Like when I left, cause it just like all this unnecessary, like anger and angst, like just yeah. left, left my shoulders. I'm like, I can be happy now. Like I don't have to deal with garbage clientele. I'm going to miss all the people who, who work there, but like it's, it feels good. And the amount of good stories that I've had, like the the the, the night I met Dane Cook, I can get into that later. But like that was like a whole, just like, oh man, like a seven year, quote unquote dynasty, yeah. <laughs> you know, of just dealing with that stuff. It's yeah, much. I totally agree. It was a great chapter, but it had to come to an end at some point. Yeah. And we, I think, both didn't want to get stuck either and just feel trapped. Like we needed yeah. to prove to ourselves that we were free and like did have other employment options and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But in the end, yeah, like so much fun, so many 
fucking so funny stories, you know, and I'm so glad that I met you. Absolutely. Thank you for coming and like chatting and like revisiting everything. This is fun. Like our, our friendship has just been like, just again, like everyone else thinks it's a love hate relationship, but no, it's all, it's all love. And it grew further. Like when we were both watching breaking bad and everything. So like the amount of quotes (laughs) that we would just say to each other, it didn't matter who, or what it was. It just, we said it and then it was the funniest fucking thing. I know. And that's what, because like we were mostly quoting Walt and Jesse. So there was like a bit of like bitch and like stuff like that. And yeah. yeah. People, people thought those were our words, but we yeah. were quoting a TV show. <laughs> you know, I just have to like be careful to say it like, you know, like a busy day, but you come up to the front and be like, yo, bitch. And be like, oh shit. Nope. I, I can't say that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like the once in a while, like a little grand, glance at each other, like, we're straight this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just muttering, like, go to hell. Like, I hate <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks again for being here. Well, this has been lovely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And so long to all listeners listening right now. So long. <laughs> <laughs>